0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Avalanche with a 3-1 to loss to Vancouver at home which doesn't happen a lot but it's going to happen and it did wednesday night so kyle and i will break all that down and then some but first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day always appreciate it follow the show social media outlets lop and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show over on youtube on our YouTube channel, where we record these shows live and join in on the conversation while we are recording. All right. So, three to one loss to Vancouver. You felt really good as an Avs fan just because your trade <laughs> season went so well. Uh, you had the game against the Oilers, which you, you know, that was a really good game. And that game, you just felt watching that the Avs got up for it. Mm-hmm. they had to. You know it's a team that can match your speed. They have all the skill in the world. They have two of the best players in the world. And you could tell the difference in tone from the avs how they played that game to how they played this game. Not that they played bad. They played a good game, just a different style of game. Vancouver do- does not play as fast as uh Edmonton does. And I mean, what, what did the Avalanche have on net? 30-something shots? 33? Mm-hmm. They had good chances. And you're going up against a backup goalie <laughs> who just really shut you down. And I, I don't know. It's just, it. you know, what it, it, like I said, it's just one of those games. And you got to just move on from it. And I'm sure the Avalanche already have.
0: Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks play a much different style than the Edmonton Oilers where, the Edmonton Oilers and the Avalanche, are, it's two Maseratis going at it. Definitely. And this one, this one was a physical game. Like, checks were being finished way after the puck was there and gone. Um, it got really chippy, really quick. And that's just really not the Avalanche game. And they were kind of taken out of it, and they were playing frustrated. And Vancouver was frustrated. So it was just a weird game, especially... It's the tale of Zola's time you roll into ball arena and your goalie automatically is playing his best game of his career. And we got yeah. that with Halak. So it was, it was a frustrating game, but it was a good chance to get to see Cogliano and that Vancouver Canucks team that it's, it feels like three years ago, but in November we beat them seven to one. I know so, you told
1: me that I completely forgot about that. That's yeah. how long it's been since we played them. So, Um, yeah, you know, there was good and bad and I I don't know really, which I want to start with, but I guess maybe rolled into one good and bad was the power play where it's been, Mm. it's been good as of late. And even though again, against the Edmonton, uh, Oilers, they were, you know, they only had a cup, I think it was two for five, but it looked incredible. Yeah. And this time it looked more bad than good. And and Vancouver is the worst penalty killing team in the league. You, you just can't have that. I mean, at, at this stage in the game, I, I, I don't want to just, you know, railroad Vancouver, but I'm gonna a little bit at this stage in the game. You're almost done with March. You know, things are what they are. Stats are what they are. and And you need to exploit things like that. When, when no. you're a team that has – even without Gabe Landeskog. And I don't, want to hear, I don't want to hear if Gabe Landeskog was there. Yeah, it would have been better. That's, that's obvious. But are you telling me that the, the Colorado Avalanche without Gabe Landeskog and even mm-hmm. slotting in Val Natchuskin can't do a better job against the Vancouver Canucks penalty kill, which is the worst in the league? Make that argument when you're up against a good team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make that argument that when when you're even up against Edmonton. Or who who was it the other day that that uh, isn't Calgary Calgary is I think mm-hmm. one and two with, with both of their power play and penalty kill. Make the argument then. I don't want to hear the argument against the worst penalty kill team in the league.
0: Especially with how Miko Rantanen played in the last game. Um and he's still there and he's still part of that team like Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Valentin Shushkin, Nazem Kadri, how he's performed all year. You should be handling that Vancouver penalty kill easily. Uh,
1: they they for whatever reason, they suddenly just decided to start overpassing on the power play. They had really, really good looks and were just trying to get the extra pass, maybe make it look a little bit pretty. I don't know why, but it and sometimes they were even struggling to gain the zone. Yeah. And and Vancouver would just have an easy clear and once again we're just getting uh we're, we're not getting faceoffs won in the zone to start a power play and i again I'll, I'll say it again i know people sometimes will say like well those are the only faceoffs that are important you know mid ice faceoffs are not the most important zone faceoffs are and when you lose that first zone it just changes the damn dynamic i know you're yeah. only you're you're losing Five to ten seconds, but that's a big deal when you're in the offensive zone and the Avs just can't seem to win an offensive zone faceoff and even against Vancouver, fifty-seven percent Vancouver won faceoffs and how many of those were in the offensive zone for the Avalanche? One for five on the power play. I'm stomping my feet right now. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that whatsoever. It's that that. And when you've been doing so well on the power play and then you go up against this team and one for five, come on guys, you got to do better than that.
0: And you, you mentioned the overpassing when it comes to that power play and you wonder if it's just like, they're a little too overconfident in their ability where you would like to see that confidence like resound on the score sheet. Mm -hmm. Like, have another seven to one game. That's where you can have your swagger and confidence. Don't feel like you're going to score. We're going to pass for that that beautiful shot that you're going to replay a hundred times. That overpassing for that perfect goal. I would rather see you take those shots and like pepper halak and yeah, put four or five in that. there. Yeah. That's throw what I'd much that rather that. have. I would much rather have that then a beautifully set up shot. And then I saw so many passing out of a really good chance, even like in a scrum when Halak's out of position off a rebound, instead of taking that right there shot, passing one more time because you yeah. like, you know, it's going to be right there. And then you can't everybody overshooting and Berkey going back to his I was, was- just going to bring that up, man. I, like, yeah. I
1: want to put on, I want to get a Jersey that is 95 and the name is wide of the net on the back. <laughs> it, it's like, and you had, so, you had a couple shots where nobody was around you and you still sailed it wide. Yep. It, it was just, like, they just weren't on their game for, for the things that you've just come to expect from the avalanche. That they're just hitting all their marks and, and and you know, they just, they, they couldn't get, you have to give some credit to Vancouver and Vancouver's a big team. So, yeah. you know, even if you did throw some pucks on net and you and there was rebounds to be had, it's not easy. You're not just going to say like, oh, the, they would collect them and they would have gotten a goal. They're avalanche are the bigger team. Vancouver's got some big boys. It would have been tough, but that doesn't mean you don't try it. You yeah. at least have to throw some pucks on net, and and when when you have the opportunity, and and even Nathan McKinnon was doing it last night. Yep. He was he was being very selfish and and or unselfish, I guess you could say, in in making an extra pass when it didn't need to happen. He's got all of the 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 ability in the world, obviously, throw something on net. I I don't know. It's the power play just seemed like it took a nosedive from what it's been over the past week or so.
0: Yeah, Jacob Leek quoting the great prophet Steve Dangle. Um, yeah, it's and honestly, and you also have to put in consideration that forty percent of your lineup is brand spanking new. Like yeah. you got Cogliano, yeah. you got you got your Manson, and you got your Strum, like Sturm. Like it's it's still you're feeling it out. Like you don't have a captain there who can tell everyone, "Hey, this is where you play. This is what we do." Like, you're mm. going through your alternate captains. You're going through your EJs. Your, Kale McCarr is an alternate captain. Nathan McKinnon. Like, you're going through, that is your leadership on the ice. Yeah. So, it's still a weird dynamic there. So, the overpassing is something you really don't want these new guys to get accum- accustomed to. And then this being our new style of play. This is a bad habit you're teaching the new guys. <laughs> We'll we'll get to the new guys
1: uh, in a few minutes, uh, but we're also going to get to our sound check, obviously, in our third segment. Uh, But something that is just glaring when you look at the stats in this game, absolutely glaring. Mm. I'll get to that right after we hear from betonline.net. It's that time of year again for college basketball's big tournament. I got my final four still in the game with Purdue winning the entire thing. Kyle... Not so much. Baseball's coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is, and you can bet on baseball at BetOnline.net from the latest odds, contest, and player props. Betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just basketball or baseball. Betonline is continu- is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net where the game starts. So against the Oilers, the time on ice was very, it was very good. I was mm-hmm. very pleased. I think it was the most spread out that we've seen time on ice for the Avalanche. And I say that knowing full well that Camel Car had 30 minutes on ice. But all of your depth players, really, almost they all had at least ten minutes of ice time. I think the only one that didn't was, <clears throat> shockingly, Mister McDermott. Uh, but you look at time on ice for this game, and even with you know all your new guys that are there, you had one, two, three, four guys under ten minutes, and those are Cogliano, Abe Kubel. Darren Helm and then McDermott, but McDermott had the most out of those four. Shockingly, <laughs> I mean, he can't make heads or tails of it. There was way too much pressure. I don't even want to use the term pressure. Maybe that's—I mean, because because these guys can handle the pressure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. I can't think of a better word. But ju- you know, you had Natchukin over 24 minutes, McKinnon over 25 minutes, Rantanen over 23. You had Tabes with almost 28, four seconds shy of 28, and Makar, two seconds shy of 28. You're putting so much pressure on and stress on those top lines, and this is the reason why we acquired guys like Sturm and Cogliano and eventually lankin. You know what I mean? Like, we, 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 can't, we got away from what we did against the Oilers in 24 or 48 hours and the Oilers are a better team and we kind of changed our system to go up against Vancouver I'm not you know Vancouver is still in the thick of things so you know th- like you said earlier you're going to get a really good game for them because they got a lot to play for
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we didn't spread out the minutes in this game and I think that hurt the abs at the end you saw Nathan McKenna when, when right when the goaltender was pulled he had already been out there for I don't know what it was I guarantee it was over a minute he was gassed you can't have that you gotta you 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 and you do this over the course of the game, so at the end they're a little bit more rested, and they can go for the final two two and a half minutes. I, I didn't think it was it was well spread out last night.
0: And with us being well gassed, like that's what burned us in that overtime um, against Calgary. Uh, you burn that top line out, and you make mistakes. And honestly, everyone look at your calendar. We're we're looking at like the last couple of days of the month of March. Look at the standings. Mm -hmm. We're up five points on Florida and Carolina. We're up a million points on second place in the West. The minutes should not be relying so heavily on the top. It should honestly be going down. Like the NBA does load management. I'm not calling for load management in the NHL. No, please no. Please no. (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) But honestly, at this point, like we know we're in everything you've done up to this point has got you in a really good position. Where you can honestly, you know what your top lines are going to look like. Try out these lines three and four and line two. Really play with them because when Gabe comes back and Sammy G comes back and possibly Bo and Byram, yeah, they're going right back into the roster. Somebody's not going to be there. Hmm. Who are you going to pull out? That's what you need to be figuring out in this. And like reduce the minutes of the top line. They got you to this point. You don't need to keep pushing like a, like a win tonight would not change much when it comes to the trajectory of the avalanche. Yeah, it's a good point. You're sitting you're sitting
1: pretty as far as the standings go and how we kept saying, you know, what would they do with someone like Sammy G? Would they would they mm-hmm. put them on LTIR just to be on the safe side and let them, you know, ride out the season? And they didn't do that. They didn't do that with Landis And I think they didn't do that for the same reason for both guys. They want to get them back into the regular season to give them some games to get back into game shape before the, the playoffs come. And what did you do? Like, you're, you're going to do that, especially with Sammy G, because he has a new mate with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, in Manson. So you want him to come back as soon as possible and get some games under the belt together. I get that. Why wouldn't you want to do that with the guys that you just acquired right now? Exactly. Why wouldn't you want those guys out there for longer? Uh, what did what did Sturm have last night? Because I I thought he played it. He had 11 minutes 20 seconds. I thought he, I like that guy. He he plays a heavy game and he's he's got some speed to him. Uh, but he's a big guy. He doesn't get pushed around, and he can make some plays. Yeah. So I like that. Like you gave him a good amount of time on the ice. Do that with the other guys you got. I know maybe Cogliano because he's brand spanking new. I think he got there yesterday. Yeah. Maybe you know you need to give him to get to get his feet wet and stuff like that. But get the, he, you know we were talking about how Manson was was great to to soak up some defensive minutes. He had 13 minutes and 49 seconds. He should have more than that. Yeah, and I know he had a really bad turnover in the defensive zone, which led to a goal. I know that, but you don't just you know cut the guy's minutes because of it. You let him get out there and right the wrong.
0: And honestly, with the way we're writing this top line right now, like you mentioned like we didn't LTIR Laniscog. I think he probably is upset because the man just literally had surgery. Yeah. The last thing you want him to do is well, good job on that surgery. How's those stitches looking? That's great. Well, 30 minutes tonight. That sound good to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you well. you you gotta you gotta you gotta pace it just a little bit now. Like Sammy G, like they're coming back from being hurt. They're not on vacation. They're not seeing the world. Like you can't go from weeks off to all right, 27 minutes tonight. Sound good for you, Sammy G. Like you've got to try these other, these fresh faces out, like see exactly who they should be paired with when they do come back. Yeah. Like you gotta be smart with this. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a
1: sound check to get to. We'll uh, we'll get to that in a a second because we're also going to talk about we haven't talked about Darcy Kemper yet, and he only gave up two goals. That's the plus. Uh, You know, some other questionable moves that didn't really seem to, you know, they they didn't affect him in terms of giving up a goal. But it's an odd game for him, I thought. Like, good that you only gave up two. But sometimes you're coming out of the net way too far and maybe that burned him on, on the second goal. But first we're going to get to a sound check, Uh, you know, games that, or songs that we feel (coughs) best represent the action against Vancouver. What do you got? Three to one loss. Go for it.
0: Make sure you're following this playlist on Spotify. Um, It is free. And so is is this show. The stream is free so check us out as well um but when you listen to this song and it comes up it's from an artist called dandyland i want you to close your eyes and listen to the song and then when the lyrics come up i want you to read these lyrics out loud (laughs) the song is called poopy stupid butt (laughs) and that's what this game was it was poopy stupid butt (laughs) where did you find the song this honestly, I heard it a couple years ago, and it's one of those earworm songs that you just sing in random moments. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird song. Does not make a lot of sense.
1: Um, but
0: is it is it like a kid song or is it? Yes. Okay. All right. But <laughs> "poopy stupid butt" is repeated like t- a lot towards the end of the song. Yeah, and it's well, talking I like mean, it's it's said throughout the entirety of the song, but uh. I mean, it's talking about Legos and stuff. And like pizza. <laughs> yeah, like Legos and pizza. It's like one of those songs that you put on like kid Spotify and it just comes yeah. up. And I remember hearing it and I'm yeah. like, it kind of gets stuck in your head and like <laughs> poopy stupid butt was all I kept saying with this yeah. game. So, right. yeah. When it comes and, up, you're going to know exactly which game this was talking about.
1: Yeah, and, and like that's exactly what we're going for in this. Is like, how, how do you summarize that game? Poopy, stupid, butt. Yeah, you're going to
0: hear it. You're like, ah, oh, Vancouver.
1: So basically, what you're saying is like, when I go listen to this, like it's going to be stuck in my head. Yeah. Like, like the the great uh, Louis Black comedian said that that's how people doctors don't know how people get brain aneurysms, but he does People hear a stupid song and get stuck in their ear. (laughs) Yep. So this is a brain aneurysm city right here. Sorry. uh, I'm going with uh, one of my favorite bands, and that's Radiohead, and Mm. they have a song called "Let Down"
0: Mm. on
1: maybe one of the best albums ever made, which is "OK Computer." Um, Yeah, I I I do. I just feel let down by the ABS in this game. You played such a good game against Edmonton. That's what you wanted to see for a full 60 minutes. And again, I'm not saying that you, you played terribly, but everything was lined up for you to win this game. You got your new team. You got fresh faces. You got, uh, you know, you're on home ice. You got a backup goalie going. Who's, who's not having the best of seasons. One goal, a little bit let down and, and a really bad performance by the, the special teams and the, Power play.
0: Yeah, it was an absolute letdown, especially when you go off a game of Nathan McKinnon versus McDavid and the two comparisons there. A lot of people forget Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes were talked about like right there, like best young defenders in the league. And now look at like the huge separation here. Magic. So, uh, there's another letdown, Quinn Hughes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, and even, you know, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Quinn Hughes separation, like Kale McCarr had every opportunity and he was playing angry at some points of this game where he kind of. Yeah, and Quinn Hughes was like in the box because of his frustrations and Kale McCarr was playing frustrated and not scoring. So, yeah, it was aggravating.
1: Yeah, I like think I was going to say, I think my audio cut out. But um, yeah, the, the McKinnon penalty,
0: mm-hmm. wh- you just can't
1: do that. You can't do no. it. Like, I, I get your frustration. That's where he lets the frustration boil over. And, and you can't do that. And I know, you know, you didn't like that. There was no call on Hughes, but you can't retaliate. You just no. you can't do that stuff. It didn't hurt them in terms of giving up a goal, but.
0: But uh, the refs you know, are on, on our side. <laughs> really?
1: Um, <laughs> I thought I thought it was embellishment. If you ask me. A, yeah. I put it up on. Uh, Where's on the flop? Um. Darcy Kemper, like we said, gave up only two goals, uh, but just seemed like he was out of position a lot for some reason. And some people say it was a good play when he—I uh, remember who it was. It was kind of later in the game, and he—he was—he was far out of the crease, and he almost checked the player, whoever yeah. it was. Uh, not the best move. That—that's something like Mark Andre Fleury does. Fleury's good at that, but Fleury's good at poke checking a puck away from a guy. Kemper flat out just checked the dude and not what you really want to see. And then the under on the one, one prior when he did give up a goal, again, he was out of the crease pretty far. Puck got behind him and he couldn't reach back. That's It's really easy for a defender to get behind you when you're that far out of the crease and all that needs to happen is exactly what happened. A puck just f- flips. It goes backwards. You You can't turn around and clear that thing. There's a guy there to put it home. That's what happened.
0: And he, earlier in that first period, he collected the puck in his glove, acted like he was going to freeze it for a very good opportunity for us to get a fresh change. But no, he decides I'm passing it out of my glove while it's still on the ice, slide it across. That was a problem and also gave the puck away for a wraparound attempt that Darcy Kemper had to dive across and make a save. And I was... It was at that moment that I knew we are in for a ride. And boy, that did not disappoint.
1: I mean, and he, you know, he first two periods, he shut him out. So it was one, it was just an odd game. Like in one aspect, you look at it and you're like, it wasn't his best game in terms of like positioning. Uh, It seemed like he was tracking the puck. Okay. But yeah, just some, some against a better team. That's danger zone. You know what I mean? Like that, that will get you in a lot of trouble. So on one hand, you're like, okay, it's not the best. You don't want to see him making moves like that. On the other hand, he's he's hanging tough. Like he's fighting it. He's fighting it, but but he's he, it's like when you know a golfer's fighting the course. He's 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 fighting, you know, just staying in the game. And he did. You know, he only mm-hmm. gave up two goals. So you have to give him credit for that. But performance-wise, it was. It was a an up and down, up and down game for him. Um Nazim Kadri was asked. Why do you get keep keep getting kicked out of faceoffs? And his response was, "I'm glad you guys noticed that too." Mm. So, I feel like I should start like a hashtag on yes Twitter every time Nazim Kadri gets kicked out of a faceoff. I'm gonna hashtag Kadri kicked, and then with the number. So oh, the ooh, first ooh. time and then the <laughs> second time and then the third time like I, and, and I'm wondering if I should do it per game or just keep it going. Maybe next season I'll start on game one and keep a running tally for the entire season. I'm sure you could look this up. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's some website that uh, monitors how many times guys get kicked out of the, the the faceoff zone. But I think for a game, if you follow me on on Twitter, I, I usually tweet from the show's uh, Twitter page, LOP and underscore avalanche. Every time he gets kicked out, it's going to be hashtag Kadri kicked with a number because it's I, I and we talked about this last yeah. week. Somebody somebody wrote in a question. Why does he get kicked? And the answer is very broad because there's a number of reasons why you can. You watch a little bit closer when he is in the the faceoff zone to try to pick out what they're going to kick him out for. I, I don't I don't know what it is. There's nothing egregious that I'm seeing that he's doing.
0: I'm gonna. I'll. I'll be. Yeah, because Chris, he's on the locked on account. I'm on my account over there. I'll give him a we notice, and I'll be like, I know. I'm (laughs) right there with you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, Hashtag we notice, buddy. We do notice. (laughs) We notice. Uh, Um, Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that's starting to get addressed in media now. It doesn't make any sense. The amount he gets
1: kicked out of. I I can't wrap my head around it. There is no, I, if somebody knows of a website, I, I follow a lot of like deep stat websites. If someone knows of a site where they, they track that, let me know because I would go to betonline.net and put the fact you know, a lot of money down on the fact that he is number one in the league by far. Yeah. Yeah. I know like the skate skates inside the, the red owls. That's one of the factors. Um, but I don't think he's, uh, not doing that. Yeah. I think he's inside those. And I know his skates need to be pointed forward. I mean, are, is if it's that minute, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. is, is that really what we're going to do with him? Cause I can guarantee he's the only one that's not doing it. And and like you said before, like, yeah, it could be, if, if it were players like, you know, jostling and stuff like that, I think they would call that out that you would see a ref kind of make a gesture towards those players. But they don't even do it, they just kick him right out. Yeah. And then uh, you, you I feel like he is in the stirrups. I don't know. It's it's maybe I gotta watch that more, but
0: I, I want some side to give us something to look at. And because honestly, there's a lot that the puck is dropped and he's kicked out. There's a lot that he just skates up there and then he's kicked out. Like, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you, and then you also want to know exactly whose side is this really on? Is this Nas just, like, being, like, skating up there knowing he's doing this and just arrogantly doing it, and the ref is like, you're out? Or is this something the the rest kind of have, like, this thing, like, keep an eye out for him? Like, who, who where is this coming from? We need something to go yeah. on. And now with this being talked about in the media, maybe it could start to get a little bit of legs and then... Traction, yeah. I, I just feel the way
1: he plays... He's got that, like, you know, we know how he plays. He's got the little mean side to him, and he's trying to gain an advantage wherever he can. I just feel like it's something that he's not putting his stick on the ice. I think it's something like that where he is just having it hover yeah. a millimeter above the ice, and the refs are catching it, and and they're they're throwing him out on, on something like as minute as that, which is, you know, you do get kicked out for that, but I, I can't imagine. It's nothing that I'm seeing that is so – because he's not leaning in terribly in making contact with the other guy no i don't know it's it's one of life's mysteries um jared bednar said the team he liked the team's work ethic uh he didn't like the turnovers um and he said the last bit of execution in scoring areas that's coming from peter ball so yeah i mean again one of those games there's good and bad and when you have those games it's zero zero in the first two and you go into the third Anything can happen. And even yep. when you're the avalanche and you're on home ice and they have everything really going for you. It just like that. Bang, bang two two goals for Vancouver in a minute. And now you're fighting from behind. Yeah. You got the rest of the period to, to fight back and you are capable of doing that. That's a good thing about the Avs. Got one back with the power play and had opportunities and just, just couldn't pull through.
0: What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. And- you, you want to see better. You want to... Like, this is an opponent you should do better against. And yep. it just... You did not execute. Yes. Nope. Yeah, uh, he says...
1: Let's, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, Mosh Main. There you go. Mosh Main. That, that is a nice name. I'm yeah, thinking for, Mosh Pit for you, but I, I like that. Uh, since Landis Scott got hurt, something is obviously off, but hopefully these new guys get used to the new team. Uh, you know, they... They've been playing fine. I I think that, you know, they are missing a little bit. They're missing a little bit of Landeskog is what they're missing. You're going to miss that. None of the guys that you acquired are going to replace him. None of the guys that you have on the team right now can replace what he does. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because you have guys like, you know, uh, Nachuskin who can fill in, do things differently than Landeskog does. But yeah, you don't get that grit that Landeskog has, especially on, on the power play and just in general. So uh, you know, it is it, it, it is a little bit of a change without him there, and it is a little bit of a change without Sammy Gerrard there. But you – I mean, let, let me know. There, there's more than enough skill on this team to to overcome those two guys not being there, and I think, you know, you do. You have to get the new guys acclimated, and, you know, with Tyson Jones not being there, even he didn't do a lot in terms of scoring. Like, he knew the system, and he worked his butt off. You could never fault him for that. So maybe it will take a couple games to get the new guys like acclimated and get on the same page. But I still thought they played okay. You had the one bad turnover by Manson, obviously. But I really like the way Stern played. I thought he yeah. played great.
0: And this is a good way for the new guys to know how we lose in Colorado. Like th- everybody's coming yeah, from places like point. Montreal and San Jose and Minnesota where a loss is just kind of par for the course. And Colorado, that's what, our 14th, 15th of the year in regulation? Like, it's not acceptable. This is what we do, and this is how we overcome. You feel bad for Philly. They're next. I was just going to say, you got a day off, and then uh,
1: Claude Drew gets to play against his old team. Oh, no, wait. He doesn't because uh, he didn't want to come here, so whatever. Uh, All right, but day off, and then, yeah, that's in Philly. That's in Colorado, so – all the games this week at home. So a team that you absolutely should beat. Let's not split hairs here. So we'll see how that goes. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today. Take the loss and move on. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Anything that goes on in the league, obviously we will be discussing it. But for now, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. And until tomorrow, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and on the live chat. See you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go. Go.